0: It's over. It's surreal. I I'm. I wish there was more to it. I want to read more. I want to get more of Cassian and Nesta because I feel like I've really enjoyed their love story. I really enjoyed I it. I
1: did. Literally, best book out of the series, hands down, and you can fight me on that. Most definitely. <laughs> Y'all can square up on
0: that. Before this book... I would have said the best book was probably between a Court of Mist and Fury and A Court of Wings and Ruin. Yeah. It was it was easily. between those two. But after this book, nah. This, this is it. This was the best. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's the creme de la creme. I agree. I feel I also feel as you feel, like kind of surreal. 'Cause it's like I wanna read more, but I also need a break from this series. Yes. It's a very weird like in between for me. I completely
0: agree. I feel like um it was a lot and I was so immersed in Corinthian and Faira and her family and the inner circle and like everything. But like, yeah, it'd be it'll be nice to like have a breather, find a different couple to like. Even though this, even though this book had nothing, not that it had nothing to do with with Reese and Feyre, it did. But it just was from Cassie and Nesta's perspective, which was great. It was nice to read it from a different couple. But it was still the same circle of friends, same characters, same kind of place of issues and things like that. So like, it's gonna be nice to like jump out of this and maybe jump into a different world, jump into a different set of characters, jump into a different love story. Um mm-hmm. and like be able to fall in love with different characters. Will I be back for As? Most definitely, baby As. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, Is, that yes? <laughs> Is that even a question? Is that even a question? Like, of
1: course we'll be back for Azriel Like, we need the tease. Baby As, baby As. Oh, so without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into the last nine oh chapters nine of chapters. the book. <laughs> yeah okay. i know we blazed we this did shit. we definitely did so we start out with chapter 71 it was a short um, chapter yeah it was very short was. from the end of the book it had a lot of very uh short chapters Yeah, yeah. but i think that's how sarah likes to do it like we were discussing earlier yes, I agree. everything is lengthy and then at the very end she's like bam bam it's bam like bam, a thanks for coming it's by just hitting you left yeah, and right left and
0: right left and right and you're like holy shit it's like
1: it's like the fucking Bat Boys snowball <laughs> fight where it goes on. Yeah,
0: you're right. Like forever, it's just hit after hit. Exactly.
1: Um. So chapter seventy one, Joe Pesci is with Cassian and Azriel, and he pretty much tells them, "I've been preparing for you. You after all this time, I've been preparing to to see you, and you don't want to be with me.
0: Hell no. I'm sorry. The moment, no. the moment this man would have been like, I've been preparing to see you. I would have looked at As and been like." We got to get the fuck out of here. Fuck Eris.
1: It's an immediate no. <laughs> we got to get the fuck up out of here. Like, that would have been me. Dead ass. Like, he's he's lost. Eris is lost, okay?
0: <laughs> right. We're not getting that back. We're not getting that back. <laughs> Bruh.
1: Yes. And then Brillopad comes out, and she's like, oh, yes, I have Hated plans this for you. Hate this and she doesn't, like, she doesn't specify who she has plans mm-hmm. for. But Asriel's like, yo, let's go. Azriel picks up Aeris and heads out, but Cassian
0: can't move. So Cassian gets stuck, basically. <sighs> and like, he's up and he's stuck. He's stuck. He, could, he didn't even make it upward. Like, he went to go open his wings no. and like, was stuck. And then Brillo Pad basically comes over and she's like, I have need of you, Lord of Bastards. And I was like, ah, oh, shit.
1: Literally at this point, my mind was like, she is going to make Cassian Same. kill Nesta. And that is how this book is gonna end. And I am gonna lose my shit.
0: That is exactly what I thought. I was like, we don't have enough mm-hmm. chapters for this shit. I was like, we don't get enough chapters. Right, we don't have enough chapters for it to resolve right. itself. It's
1: just, and if Sarah ended it like that, I would have pissed. I'd be blowing up her fucking newsfeed
0: every day. Every day. <laughs> she would have been, she would have been prepared to be sick of me. Prepare to sick right? of me. Prepared to be sick of me. Bitch would have blocked us. She would have be been like, "Why at heart? Yeah, nah, nah." <laughs> oh
1: shit! Like, yeah, no, I don't, don't, I don't fuck, fuck with enough. them bitches. Uh, so it immediately switches to Nesta's POV, yes. and she has successfully held the line. She has slaughtered every one of Belius, Belias, bruh, My but bitch. like the warrior that she is, she has slain every everyone, and Belius is the last person. This coward. Emery and Gwen made it to the fucking top of the mountain, touched the rock. My bitches won. They won and they winnowed
0: out. No, he was as mad as fuck. He was pissed off. Like, you wish that was you, don't you? Thanks, yo. (laughs) But then, like, I think this was the chapter where Nesta sat and she really thought, because before, the reason she was holding the line was she sat and she was like, as long as my friends make it out, I'm good. As long as my friends make it out, I'm okay. But now, after they made it out, she's like, No. No, I want to live. She's like, I want to live. I want to have a long life and I want to live it with Cassian. And she was like, Yes, I "I got to make it out of here alive. I was like, bet, bitch. I was like, bet.
1: Right. She is like, she is fired up. And that leads into chapter 72. She's trying to fight against Bellius. Of course, he's like bigger or whatever. And he does end up disarming her. She's like, all right, fuck
0: it. We're going hand-to-hand, bitch. Hand-to-hand.
1: And this line I love so much. He was like, oh, you really believe that you can beat me in hand-to-hand combat? When
0: he says that and she says, I do, she broke this motherfucker's nose and then was like, because my mate taught me well. I was like, yes, bitch. (laughs) Cassian for the win.
1: I just... Oh my god, I love her so much. It was the breaking of the nose for me. It was, it's everything for me. It's the character development. That's what it is. It's the Cassian is my mate. Fucking these people
0: up. What (laughs) it is was that we met her as a human who was so prideful and so vicious and so cruel. Obviously, we immediately disliked her because we were all looking at it from Feyre's perspective. And then realizing, it, I think in A Court of Mist and Fury, what she did after Feyre left, how she actually went to go find her sister, regardless that Elaine and dad didn't, I like, sat there and was like, okay, so there's more to this. Like she actually does love Feyre. It might be hard for her to show, but she, there is some type of sisterly affection there. For her to go through that whole situation, then be violated by being thrown into the cauldron, being violated by Thomas or Tomas or whatever the fuck, going through, like, being at the bottom, you know what I mean? Like, being so far down. And for her to have so much power and to feel powerless, watching her struggle through that and then coming out on the other end, for her to have that much character development, it's crazy, but in reality, Nesta is probably my favorite character at the moment. She is my favorite character. But
1: not even not even probably for me, she is. Out of everyone else and everything that you just explained, she has had such a story. It's just like she's the one that I connect with the most. Exactly. And she is like her story, it's it's just hands down the best.
0: It is. No, it most definitely is. No, nah, like I get it. Feyre's story was very traumatizing. I understand. But I feel like Nesta has been through way more. Favor's was traumatizing because she was doing it for the first person that she ever actually loved. That she felt Mm -hmm. like, I have to give all to this man nesta hers is more of a trying to learn how to have a sisterly bond with people
1: and learning to live with things that have happened to her and she says that a lot she's like i will not let anything else happen to me like this isn't going to happen to me i am going to happen to them
0: that's what i mean so she is no longer viewing herself as a victim and viewing herself right. as okay this happened to me but this isn't defining me i'm, I'm way better than this
1: Exactly. And then on top of that, also figuring out herself self-worth yeah. and, you know, learning to actually love herself. So I just thought it was a very, very beautifully, beautifully done story.
0: I think her mom played a huge role in that. I think her mom played a role. Yeah, like, she did. Oh, you know, because y- your first love will be your parents. Your first love as a child is always going to be like your mother or your father or both of them or whatever. And so I think for her, she never got to do that because her mom never provided her with that nurturing love.
1: It was very like, you are here, this is your job, this is our mission. Correct,
0: exactly. So for her, I think this discovery of not only finding how to love herself and all of the bits and pieces of her that are not perfect, great, and things like that, but also learning how to love Cassian in a way that was deserving. But in that exact moment, when she says, my mate taught me well, for me, that was her accepting, no, I deserve to be loved and I deserve to love somebody. Oh, oh, oh Nesta. Her? F- I can't say enough. I will die on that hill for Nesta. I will die on the uh, fucking hill for Nesta. I love her.
1: Um, What is this? Oh, chapter 73. Yes. Sorry, we went on the tangent, I bro. We cannot express <laughs> the love, the amount of love that we have, that for, we this have for this bitch. Like, I love her so much. So we move on to chapter 73. Mm-hmm. And bellius is actually hovering over nesta about to kill her like nesta has given all that she has and then cassian appears yo and he kills bellius i'm like yay but wait a minute wait a minute Mm -hmm. the last time we saw you right you 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 were you were under an influence so i don't what, what the fuck is going on right
0: exactly then he turns to Nesta and like, he's like, now
1: <laughs> I'm going to slit your pretty little throat. And I was like, whoa! I
0: was like, hold, hold on. Up. Let's, let's pump the brakes. Let's not do this.
1: And he like, he grips her up and he's, he talks about it, I think in the next chapter in 74, how he's conscious for all of
0: this. Cassian is definitely under the influ- influence. That's how you're reading it. And he's trying yeah. to tell Nesta with, like, his eyes, like, kill me. Kill me before I have to do this. Um, and then, of course, Brillo Pad sh- shows up with her fucking crown and shit, and I was like, all right,
1: well then. Her fucking rusty, dusty, crusty ass.
0: And her oh thin-ass hair. I was like, this bitch. She probably balding. Like, bitch. She Bald
1: in don't the
0: hair in the
1: it was bad. It was bad. On cue, as well, in Chapter 74, She's like, this is my evil villain speech. This is why I'm doing this. Oh
0: my gosh. She went on a whole fucking tangent. And I just sat there. I was like, "Nesta, this is your opportunity to kill this bitch.
1: (laughs) Right? Right? Like, please. Damn.
0: I was like, just shut her up.
1: Like, honestly. But Brillo, she basically says what we kind of assumed all along, but I was hoping that there was more to it. She wanted the trove just to become young again.
0: I knew it. I knew it. And to seek revenge. I knew it. And I'm like ah but i think okay so i think that that was brillo pad's plan but joe pesci i think had a different plan we just didn't go into it
1: okay so he's the mastermind
0: i i guarantee you yes most definitely yeah
1: because that would make more sense because i was just like that's not a strong enough thing for me
0: right so i think that was just brillo pad and i think that was just her like her perspective of everything and just what she was doing it for. But we still have to take into consideration Joe Pesci. And so mm. I say that because when we get towards the end of the book, there's a little bit that happens where Cassian's like, we still have Joe Pesci to deal with. And we still have this to deal with. And we still have that to deal with. And Nessa's kind of like, we'll take care of that later. It's been planted there so that you remember it as a reader. Joe Pesci's still out there. And Vasa is still having to deal with him. That's something we can't forget about. And, like, yeah. I think he, I think Joe Pesci was u- using Brillo Pesci. So, like, he was just using her as a means to get the trove, I think, and a means to get yeah. rid of something, like, to get rid of Nesta.
1: That would make much more sense because yes. as a reader, finally yeah. getting face-to-face with the villain, and this was, like, your grandiose plan, I was just like, uh, pff, tomatoes. Um, <laughs> but, so I'm glad that, you know, I'm glad to see it from that point of view because at yeah. first I was just like, this is This dumb. isn't it yeah, but it makes more sense that way. We also <sighs> we have to witness this. Brillo orders Cassian to kill. Now, she does not say specifically to kill Nesta, correct. So he is gripping onto her, like really, really hardly. And Nesta's kind of looking at him like, it's okay. I love you. It's everything's gonna be all right. Cassian ends up not stabbing Nesta, but actually stabbing himself. It was the loophole for me
0: yeah it was the loophole for me no (laughs) where he sat there he was like this bitch told me to kill but she wasn't specifying who so i'm just gonna save my exactly yep and kill myself
1: i was like it was the loophole for me my fucking god and of course this sends nesta over the fucking edge oh my god
0: she fucking went
1: ballistic yes now that the right is officially over she gets her magic back and she
0: unalived. <laughs> <With> <laughs> she she did. She immediately started She Benjamin screaming. buttoned her. Y'all, for, I thought the exact same thing when I was reading it. I was like, oh, she like reversed this bitch. She un-Benjamin buttoned this bitch. Yes. She starts screaming and like it. Her screaming like unleashes all of her power.
1: They felt that power in Valaris, in Valaris, In Adriata under the mountain.
0: They was like, what you the? They
1: were like. Glasses shaking. Like yes. her screaming erupted like an earthquake across the land.
0: And then um, all that was left of, of of the queen was dust. Legit a scorch ashes mark. Ashes to ashes. Legit a scorch mark. That's all that she left. That just,
1: she's a skid mark. <laughs> she's a skid mark. Um, I wanted to ask you though, but, because in this part, we remember how Vasa was asking Feyre and the high lords, if there was anything that they could do to, help reverse the curse or mm-hmm. what have you, or help break the curse. Now I'm wondering, since Nesta did that, do we think that Nesta could also help Basa break her
0: curse? I think so. And maybe that's what one of the books, because I know that um, Sarah J Moss has what, like three more books to, to write? I think I think
1: for sure she said two. I didn't At hear least, about a third.
0: Okay. At but least of, two more. I thought it was three because one of them's going to be a novella. Oh, not another no. fucking
1: novella! Come on. I don't think it's
0: gonna be a, an actual book. It's just gonna be like the other one. Um, I'm skipping it. <laughs> unless it's about Lucian. If it's about Lucian, I'm all for it.
1: But um, if it's about Lucian, then okay.
0: But I think, yeah, I think she has three more books to write. So maybe one of them, maybe it'll have Nesta helping Vasa because, in reality, currently Nesta's stronger than Feyre.
1: Yeah, her power is not specifically like water, fire,
0: correct. Hair earth like her her power is life and death i'm not saying use her the way amran is was saying to use her i'm saying use basically talk to nesta and just be like hey you know you obviously have the the capability and the capacity with your powers to maybe help vasa let's figure out a way to like reverse that spell so at least we have Mm -hmm. one queen on the continent that is on our side
1: right right because that's a powerful ally that you still need
0: yeah we move on to chapter 75 um this is the aftermath so basically cassian is like face down in the earth nesta is like rushing over she's trying to make sure she's trying to look at the wound this fucking dude he didn't stab himself there is no blood
1: okay i'm confused I'm confused because she said she, Nesta watched him stab the dagger into his heart. This man pulled. What is, is it a fucking trick dagger? Like, nah, what is this, it?
0: But this man probably did was like stick it under his armpit type of situation or whatever and like fell forward because it legit says right here it says the knife lay beneath him unbloodied.
1: Okay, but. He was being controlled by the crown and she told him to kill. How did he work his way around that mentally?
0: Hey, I don't know. There was some type of loophole. Maybe he was a little stronger than the... Maybe the mating bond gave him that strength that he didn't have... Like, he he was able to, like, somehow, whatever. Because really what Kinda he Kind like of like Lucian
1: broke out of the King of Hybrids spell to help Elaine.
0: hmm Maybe that's what it was. Mm,
1: maybe. Because I don't know. It was just... It was very confusing for me. And... I was just like, I don't I don't understand what the fuck just happened. This because man should be. Basically,
0: dead. it says that it says the knife lay beneath him unbloodied. And when he when he groaned and cracked his eye open, he's like, I figured I should lay low because I, I thought that's what was gonna happen. And I was like, so you knew you knew that like she was gonna explode and then just unalive the queen?
1: It was confusion for me. And I was still kind of like, mmm. But then again, Sarah does everything for a reason. So it might be like we said, he was able to break or find a loophole in the curse to help his mate. Like, Nishun yeah. was able to help Elaine. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. At this point, too, we don't even get time to recover because Azriel and more show up. And they're like, yo, we got to go. It's fair.
0: And immediately, I'm just like, damn, we literally, literally. Can we let them can we please, can we let Cassie and Nesta say, I love you? That's all I fucking want. That's all I right.
1: want. Right. Also, this whole situation happened so fast. The whole book, we've been building it up. Bria Lynn is the, the devil. I saw Bria Lynn with the devil and she's evil and she's coming for us. And, blah, blah, blah. and then it takes this bitch less than five seconds to kill her.
0: And then the situation is Feyre's Yeah, Yeah, and then they
1: sweep right over it. And they're like, yeah, Feyre's in trouble now. We got to go.
0: I was like, what? can we slow down? <laughs> Can we slow down, please? Bruh, Sarah! Yeah. Sarah! (laughs) So that moves us on to chapter 76. We make it back to the river house. Basically, Favor's in labor. She went into labor early, which was the problem. Mm -hmm. So she's basically hemorrhaging blood. And as we all know, her body isn't equipped to give birth to the baby. So the baby's stuck in the canal, and Favor's trying to push him out. It's not happening. Maja is basically like, listen, it's it's not looking good. The baby might not survive. The option Maja comes up with is we may have to cut the baby out, which is basically a C-section. You're going to do a yeah. C-section. Um, but
1: they were like, with that, the mother definitely, guys, definitely will guys. not survive.
0: No. Which and,
1: I found was interesting because it's like they don't have a lot of like very big differences between, I guess, the humans and the face yeah, when it yeah. comes to like body stuff kind yeah. of. Um, but I would assume that with your healing and with your magic, like you would be able to do that, but maybe not. in this not. Scenario? Oh, well, you know what? Cause it's still like medieval times yeah. technically. So if you C-sectioned a woman, a human woman, she was not surviving Mm-mm. that shit either. Especially if, if mm. the person
0: hasn't performed a C-section many times because C-sections, mm, if yeah. you cut too deep, you're cutting the baby. And if you cut too light, you haven't cut enough to get the baby out. So it's, it's a tricky... Yeah. It's definitely a tricky um operation. Feyre basically is like, do it. Elaine is praying to the Fey gods, whichever gods they are. And Nesta's holding her hand and, like, looking down and stuff. This was, like, kind of heartbreaking to me. Because, like, Maja is telling Reese, go into Feyre's mind. You know, help reduce the pain and stuff like that. And, like, Reese is calling her Feyre darling, which we all know is his nickname for her. And, um... Fayra immediately like tells him no goodbyes, no goodbyes. We're not doing goodbyes.
1: Oh, um, yeah, that was that kind of did me in. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. I'm not even gonna lie. And
0: then unfortunately, so they do cut Fayra. They get the baby out with the wings, but he's not crying. And as we all know, when babies come out, they cry, they wail. Um, so obviously the baby was a stillborn. Fayra is basically ha- like taking her last little bit of breath. Um, and as we all know. Favor dies. Reese is dead.
1: It's crazy because in this chapter, like Reese feels her slipping away. He feels her taking her last breath, and he fucking loses it. Yeah, loses yeah. it. And at the same time, Nesta's like, "No, not like this."
0: Her big sister instincts kicked in, and she was like, "Right, they <laughs> did I was
1: so, I was so proud. I was so proud of this bitch.
0: It's crazy. So Nesta, she immediately summoned the crown. The mask and the harp, and then she plucked the twenty sixth um, string of the harp, and that's then we move on to chapter seventy seven, and that's when we realize it's time. So the twenty sixth yes. string stops time. So Nesta basically pulls a, f- <laughs> she pulls a quicksilver. She's like walking ah, through time. Does. No, that's the she, that she does be A Quicksilver. (laughs) I think it's, she says, so they say that a a familiar voice whispers to her and basically is talking to her while she's walking through time towards Feyre. And it's basically asking her, like, do you see how it might be? Like what you might do? And like Nesta says, I feel nothing. And whoever's voice is says, is that not what you wanted to feel nothing?
1: Right. But then she comes back and she's like, I thought that I did, but no, I want to feel everything.
0: And I was like, "Oh, Nesta!" That was the revelation where she's like, sister, she's like, "No, I want to feel everything. I want to take life in strides. I want to feel the hurt with the good. I want to, you know, feel yes. everything that life has to offer." And then she moves over to Feyre's side and she tells Feyre for the first time ever, "I love you, Feyre.
1: She also asked um whoever I guess she was talking to. We find out later that it was the mother. Like she has a personal connection to the mother, the fae god that created perithia Exactly. Which is crazy. Um, but she's asking, she's like, if you help me save them, tell me how to save them, you can have all of this power back. And I was just like, oh, Nesta. And I don't—I didn't know at first if it was going to work because Feyre had did the same thing when she was talking um, to the cauldron in A Court of Wings of Ruin. And the cauldron didn't listen to her.
0: I think the difference there, though, is Feyre doesn't have a personal connection so like I think that was where when Favra had been wishing, you know, for her friend's life and stuff, like it wasn't answered. Whereas when mm-hmm. Nesta Nesta actually has some type of personal connection with the mother. So it was like Nesta, answered. Nesta has a direct line. Facts. favor had to go through all the operators. She doesn't go on hold. Nah, Favor had to go through all the operators. And Nesta was like, no, 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 I can jump this Alrighty. line. I can jump this. Favor got the
1: runaround. Nesta was like, yeah, no. <laughs> Put me through.
0: Exactly. So she is able
1: to ultimately save. Reese, Feyre. And the baby. And the baby. It's crazy. She's able to save all of them.
0: Oh my God. Okay, wait. So Feyre heard her when she said, I love you. So Feyre says, I love you too, which is a significant situation for both Nesta and Feyre because they've never said, I love you to each other. And then at this point is when Reese runs over to Nesta Drops to his knees, and we know he don't drop to his knees to, for nobody. Nobody I don't
1: put on my knees for, for nobody. No
0: man <laughs> except this, this man only gets on his knees for Feyre and Valaris, and that—that's the fuck it. That's it. Right. But he dropped to his knees for Nesta, and Nesta also drops to her knees for him. This, I think, this was so nice in regards to Nesta because she looks at him and she's like, "This is my brother. This is yes. my my family." And I was yes. like, "Yes, can we
1: please?" <laughs> We finally, and they they hug it out and all of those past transgressions are just gone. It's like starting over the way that they were supposed to be. Correct. Yes, and yes. now they have this relationship and it's just like literally the ending of this book has filled me with so much joy.
0: I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Um, so then we move on to chapter 78. Turns out. Oh,
1: wait, before we get to chapter 78, Ugh. all this dying and coming back to life is pissing me the fuck off, oh. Sarah.
0: I was like, okay.
1: It's too much. Oh, Cassian also says that um, he does see the power leave Nesta. Yeah. But there looks like there's a hand that reaches out and keeps like a little sliver of it for her. Yeah,
0: so even though she told the cauldron, I give it all back, something kept her from giving all of it back.
1: It was the mother. Because she was like, for your sacrifice, you yeah. it still at least is deserve, or you still deserve to have at least a slug rabbit. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um. So then we move on to chapter 78. So Remiel, the, the, the mountain, winnowed Gwen and Emery to the lake house.
1: Yeah. Because it's, it's supposed to, it's supposed to um winnow them back to, I think, Windhaven or wherever where all the warriors are waiting to see who won. But she says that the magic knew where they were needed the most and sent them there. Yeah.
0: It was so cute.
1: I'm still really upset because I really wanted her to reach the top of the mountain.
0: I mean, she's still a warrior. She's just not at the I know. top level that Gwen and um and Emery are. But she's still technically a warrior.
1: We should have seen that as foreshadowing when Gwen cut the ribbon first and then Emery cut the ribbon and then Nesto was last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh Go ahead. also, what the fuck is the baby's name? Nix. 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 Like Stevie Nix.
0: Yeah. Okay, because I was
1: like, I don't, I'm not even going to try.
0: It's it's a Greek. To pronounce. It. It's a Greek goddess.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Because I was like, I, I did not know. And I was like, I'm not going to even attempt it. No, because- no,
0: nah, nah, it's it's, it's, <laughs> it's so funny because it's talked about a little more in um, that bonus chapter that we read. So it's talked about a little more in that chapter. um, And it turns out, like, even Reese says it. He gets it from a book and it says that it's the goddess of night. It's actually a Greek goddess.
1: Oh, okay. See, I didn't read the the extra content chapter of Fira and Reef. No, because I was like, I have four books with y'all. I'm fine. (laughs) I'm
0: good. But in in reality, it it actually is a Greek god. Well, a Greek goddess. That's pretty cool. Night.
1: Also, side note, I was doing a little research for Illyrian workouts, and did you know that Illyrians are real too? They are also, I think, Greek. For real? Yeah, girl. Apparently, I know the apparently. Valkyries and shit
0: were like. Well, yeah, a the Valkyrie are uh, Nordic Vikings, yeah,
1: yeah. But uh, yeah, apparently the Illyrians were a, a, a thing.
0: I'm gonna have to look this shit up. I have to look this shit. Yeah. up. Yeah,
1: okay. I'm yeah. I'll send it to you. Okay. NASA, NASA,
0: Jesus, Nesta.
1: <laughs> oh! <gasps> what day is it? <laughs> it's Nesta. Okay, Nesta. Damn. Nesta also tells Cassian that she permanently altered Feyre and herself so that when she's ready to have kids with Cassian, they don't have to go through all of that nope. you know, drama and bullshit. It's just going to be what it is, which I thought was super cute.
0: So wait, because I thought about this. I was like, OK, so if Feyre and Reese decide to have another kid, Feyre's not going through this shit again. She'll be able to have the baby. Yes. I was exactly. like if Nesta and Cassian decide to have a kid Nesta's not going through this she'll be able to have the baby there ain't, ain't no nothing. fucking way that Elaine is ending up with ads <gasps> bullshit <laughs> bullshit
1: yeah that that's just further confirmation that elaine is not going to be with asriel and i fucking love Facts. it all i, kept I was thinking lapping like, that shit there up. was
0: there was a meme that i saw about this where it was like it was like nesta tells cassian that she's altered herself and Feyre, and then it shows um Chrissy tegan and that smile with elaine as like, like elaine i was like yes <laughs> Yeah. So when she says that, I like sat there. I was like, this is further confirmation that uh, nah, as an as Elaine, that's a no for me. It ain't happening. That's that's it's no. not meant to
1: be. Uh-uh. I love it. Nesta also says that she wants a mating ceremony, so a very mean. glorious, very big mating ceremony with all the stops. Cassian's
0: like, great. And I'm going to have to, hear, like, he's like, I'm going to have to hear this shit for more as, and the Illyrians, they're all going to be like,
1: uh. Doesn't matter. You wanted her to accept the term mate, you will accept the lavish wedding ceremony.
0: That's another thing. So like the lavish, everything that's lavish and stuff, um, is it here? No, it's, 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 it's in
1: chapter 79. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, and then at the very end of this, she ultimately says, I love you. And and her and Cassian kiss. And it's, it's adorable. It's fucking adorable. It's so adorable. So then in chapter 79, Cassian takes time to go meet with Eris. He realizes in this chapter, he's like, Eris might have been born into a high class thing and like being the son of a high lord and stuff like that. But he was most definitely deprived of everything that Cassian wasn't. So even yeah. though Cassian was born a brute, as everyone says, a bastard born brute, like Cassian still had love, family that he chose. Eris was born to Baron. Ugh, just ugh.
1: Yeah, and like, he's just this man, fucking horrible. This man
0: would torture his own son for yeah. information. Like, yeah, it was crazy.
1: And it further cemented that for him that it doesn't matter like your status. It's like the the nature versus nurture stuff, like the people that you are around, the people who raise you, your family and yeah. your friends. Those relationships are the ones that that truly matter, not having a status and a title uh-huh. and riches and shit like and that. And there's like
0: two things I want to take out of this chapter. So one, the more situation got brought up again. Eris tells Cassian, you're not the person I want to explain myself to. And that's where is like, I doubt Moore will want to listen. But it sounds to me that Eris wants to have a conversation with Moore about what happened that day.
1: He also says that Moore knows- Way more. Uh, Yeah, I, I, I didn't want to say more, more. No, but, but, but you- Yeah. <laughs> Moore knows there's much more to the story than she's actually letting on. So I'm like, okay, bitch, what are you hiding? Yes,
0: that's what I'm saying. That's what I need. Okay, Sarah, if you're listening, the next book, I understand that it could be like Az's love story or whatever, but could we please get a little more context on like what the fuck went down that night between Eris and We have been
1: asking you, listen, we have been asking you for the last three books. (laughs) My patience runneth thin, Sarah.
0: Uh, So that's one thing. But then the other thing, Cassian tells Eris two things. He's like, you know, Eris, I think you might be a decent male deep down trapped in a terrible situation. And then Mm -hmm. he says- I grew up surrounded by monsters. I've spent my existence fighting them and I see you, Eris. You are not one of them. Not even close. I think you might even be a good male. You're just too much of a coward to act like one.
1: Damn. And that left him speechless. That left
0: that left Eris speechless. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I also want to point out this is not in any way, shape, or form important to the story. But mm. in the beginning when Cassie goes to see him and Eris is like, Talking to him, and he's like, Why do you care so much about this situation and the story with Moore? Mm. And Cassian's like, Because she's my sister and I love her. Oh. And Aerith says, Oh, I didn't know that you were in the habit of fucking your sisters. So I was like, Yes,
0: <laughs> Somebody pointed it out. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. I knew I was the only pointed one. Somebody it out. I knew I wasn't the only one. Now Eric sees you, and he's like, I'm gonna point this shit out. Let me point this out. Right. Thank you. Eris and
1: I have the same thought process. But that leads us into chapter 80, which is the last chapter of this book. They are continuing to train. Just because they did the blood right does not mean that they are done. Hold up. Okay. Hold
0: (laughs) up, because I understood that. However, they say that they spoke to Cassian and Az about the entire situation of the blood right. And instead of Cassian and Az being like, we're so proud of you guys thank you, like, great, blah, blah, blah. These mofos basically made a fucking list of where these girls went yes. wrong. I was like, um, yes. can you take a minute and just acknowledge that I did my best?
1: It's like that parent is like, you got to be for could have done better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, damn. It
0: was ridiculous.
1: Nesta also finally gets a portrait at the River House, and it's her defending the line on Ramiel. Yes,
0: yes. Which is...
1: Awesome. Um, We also find out Reese cannot stop showering Nesta with gifts of appreciation, as he
0: should, as he should. If it wasn't for her, you, baby, and Pharaoh would have been gone. So yes, keep showering my girl with gifts.
1: She's just like, this is this is this is a little too much. I was like, no, baby, you deserve it.
0: Exactly. Get that Birkin. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So ultimately, what goes down there is she basically tells uh, she tells Reese as a compromise, look. Stop giving me gifts, but I will allow you to throw me the most obnoxious mating ceremony ever. And then he also gifts them. He gifts Cassian and Nesta the house, the house of wind, because he said the house enjoyed Nesta and Cassian more than him.
1: That was that was beautiful. And I just have to say again, I love this newfound brother-in-law and sister relationship. And I'm so here for it. I'm so here for it. As
0: it should be. Oh, I'm so filled with joy. <laughs> oh, also, side note, um, Cassian has has become super obnoxious about calling her mate.
1: Oh, my God. Yes. Super obnoxious and super protective of following her wherever they go. Like, even Basically. if he's not like, even if he's not like in view, he's in the kind of like peering Looking down out, at her like, yeah, yeah. All right most importantly in this chapter was Nesta going to the graveyard to visit the tombstone of her father with Feyre and And with Elaine and the baby and, and the baby. And actually like having a moment of realizing, yes, this happened. I'm sorry. I couldn't do more to protect you. I'm sorry. I was not deserving of your love, but I promise you that from here on out, I'm going to try to be.
0: Oh, my God. But that was such a big step for her because she was. hated her father so much. Even towards the end, she still hated him. And like yes. that was such a huge step for her to say thank you at his tombstone and to give him back the little carved rose that he had given her.
1: Oh, yeah, that she had gotten from the cottage. Yeah. The self-realization mm-hmm. in this little snippet yep. is honestly the most heart touching thing one of the most heart touching things that i've read in the book and it's her will to be better and allow herself to love and be loved
0: yes it's just and uh, i love that like remember in the beginning of the book she wasn't thinking of Valaris or the night court as home but by the end of the book she's like the house of wind is my home Valaris is my home this court is my home and i'm like yes nesta this is where you belong. This is your home. These are your people. Like, you've made a home for yourself in in an environment that you didn't want to be in to begin with. And you didn't right. want to be high. Just... And like now you've accepted it and you've accepted your your mate and you've accepted your sisters that you chose. And you've accepted your blood sisters as well. And I'm like just right. there, like, girl, this this couldn't get any better. It couldn't get
1: any better. It was it really couldn't. Literally, that was the best way to end this book. Yep. And honestly, Sarah, bravo. Thanks. Bravo. Because this was simply a work of art. This was a masterpiece of literature. And I, I fucking loved it. I, I agree. gulped this shit up. I agree. I gulped it up.
0: I think so too. I think, like, there was not one time that I felt like this book was taking too long to get to the point.
1: Yeah. So since we literally said our entire review already and have been still repeating it, it's a five. It's a five It was for me. a five, most definitely. It's a, it's a goddamn 15. <laughs> it's a 10. It's a 20, Sarah.
0: It's a <laughs> it's 100. We just gonna go there. It's a 100.
1: Dead ass. Like, this is literally the best book in the series for me. I loved everything about it. Here's the thing,
0: though. It. Here's the thing. You have now, Sarah, you have now set the standard. Because mm-hmm. this book is the standard. Yes. So the next book has to be better than this. Because if not, it falls short. And if it falls short, I'm going to have an issue.
1: <laughs> Ashley over here making threats there. I'm just you saying. Better do your job. I'm going to have a problem. Do your job.
0: The next couple, I better fall in love with them the exact same way, if not better. than I fell in love with Cassie and Anesta.
1: But I also don't want it to just be focused on just the love no i wanted to jump around like this Dang. book jumped around like there were serious issues that needed to be addressed and fixed and a lot of self-realization so i wanted to be a mix of all yeah. of those things um together i don't just want like a novella like i want some serious shit to go down i want to see the reunion between Helian and lucian Like realization that that, you are the daddy. Exactly. Right. I want to see him running off backstage and the camera following him. Like all (laughs) that. Like the show. Right. Um, Exactly. Like the Maury show.
0: Yeah. I agree. That's why I said that this book is a standard because of how it was written. So the next book has to be take this as the example and follow it, basically. Yes. Yeah.
1: Now, I do feel like the ending was a little bit rushed. However, We have come to know that that is Sarah's signature move. Yeah, it's her writing style. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like, that didn't bother me so, so much. Mm -mm. Um, But you guys, that's the end of the fucking book. That's the end of the Akatar series so far. We've been reading
0: this shit since March. Since March? Really? Yes, bitch, since March. Oh, shit. Oh,
1: shit. (laughs) March was Akatar. So we, we fit, we, cause we got done the Crow Prince in February. We're like, this isn't it. Yeah. And we went right yeah. into Avatar in March. So we have been reading this series Damn, this since March. March because y'all are fucking relentless, <laughs> but also thank you for the introduction.
0: <laughs> um. Okay. Are we going to talk about the extra content stuff now? Like, I mean, as is situation. Cause I think it was really, I, honestly, I think it was really quick. And I think some of you, some of your, if you're reading the book, or you have the book, some of you guys do have this bonus chapter. I know my my book didn't have it, but I know some of you.
1: Yeah, which to. is weird. My book did not have the bonus chapter but some either. Of,
0: I think some people bought specific books that do have the bonus chapter.
1: Son of a bitch. Um,
0: so basically, this whole scenario happens during the night of the winter solstice. The way that this point of view is written, everybody has gone to sleep and Azriel is up. Like, lately, he just can't go to sleep. And what he decided to do was he bought Elaine a gift, but chose not to give it to her because of Lucian being in the room. Right.
1: He was trying to be, quote, unquote, respectful. Right,
0: exactly. So he was planning to basically put it on her pile of gifts. So he makes his way down there. He's about to do that. And wouldn't you fucking know it, this bitch, this two-timing bitch, she also, also... Bought him a gift, but she ain't buy Lucian a gift. Honestly, like, don't fucking get her anything.
1: I don't know why he continues to try to fucking nurture this relationship either. with her when clearly she's being a goddamn bitch. bitch I like.
0: just, oh my god. So, she and Az end up meeting each other in the foyer and they exchange gifts there.
1: He gives her this like, glass, of uh, What is it? Glass stained necklace necklace that's in the shape of a rose. Yeah.
0: And she's like, oh, it's beautiful. Put it on me, would you? This, yo, I'm telling you, this bitch knows what she's doing. Everybody, everybody in their mom is like, this. Is like Elaine is so dainty and she's so sweet and she's so and innocent. And she's so innocent, and blah, innocent. Blah, blah. Lies, bitch. And I'm telling Lies. you, this bitch is not. She knew exactly what she was doing. She likes that there. She's like, oh, it's so nice. It's so pretty. Put it on me. Then she lifts up her hair. She obviously she turns around, lifts up her hair. So Cass has to like put as. it on. Oh, sorry, as I see, I'm in love with Cassie and I'm sorry. Um <laughs> so as has to put it on her. And when he does, he's like, Stroke like stroking the back of her neck, like his his hand like raises the back of her neck. Immediately, yes. immediately, <laughs> he gets
1: aroused. And he talks about the nights where he has spent having playtime with himself thinking about Elaine. And he's like, Oh, it's sacrilegious for my hands to touch her delicate body. And I'm like, boo. It's tomatoes
0: boo. for me, yo. Kind of so out. then what ends up happening is he does that. He puts the necklace on her and basically she gives as permission to kiss her. And he's like, we're like inches apart from blah, blah, blah. So he's like leaning down to kiss her. She's waiting for it. And all he hears in the back is Azru. And like <laughs> immediately he looks up. Caught. Right. Caught. <laughs> right. Right. Right handed. He immediately looks up. He sees Reese. And Reese is giving him this look like, we need to talk.
1: Get your ass up here.
0: Exactly. Right now. Exactly. So he basically tells um, Elaine, to be honest, this actually kind of made me feel really good. He tells Elaine, we can't do this. To which she obviously feels rejected.
1: Yeah. And he was like, This is a mistake. Um, I'm sorry. Good night. Like, he couldn't even finish the work. He's just like, This is a mistake. I- Good, Good night.
0: night. And she feels yeah. rejected. And I was like, Yes. Good. Yes.
1: Get a, get a hint of your own medicine.
0: Exactly. So then what ends up happening is Reese immediately tears as a new one. He is like, What the fuck are you doing? Her mate is sleeping upstairs in this right. house. And you are planning to seduce her? And then he was like, do you know that if you did that, that gives Lucian the right for uh, what did they call it? Um, a blood duel. Yeah, a blood duel. Where they basically
1: fight to the death.
0: And it says as was willing to do that for more against Eris and um, Baron. Yeah. Now though, he's basically telling Reese he's willing to do that for Elaine. He's like, right. he's like, she shows no interest in him. Maybe the cauldron made a mistake. Right. How
1: is it that Cassian gets Nesta and you get Feyre, but I don't get the third sister? That makes no sense. I'm like, oh, so you you feel entitled, huh?
0: Look, I had a conversation with Morgan about this because I was like, it's the entitlement for me. It's the fact that he sat there and he was like, oh, how dare the cauldron give two sisters to my brothers and me, not the third sister?
1: Now she was all fucked up in the face. Would you still feel that way?
0: (laughs) I sat there and I was like, she might not be yours. You know what I mean? Like she obviously, yeah. she's Lucian's mate for a reason. So there is somebody out there who is your equal.
1: This girl is not your equal. Exactly. That is the whole thing. You know how on Bully Wonka, um, Veruca gets up on the thing and it's like bad egg and puts her down the yes. shoe. <laughs> That's that. Yeah.
0: That is that. Basically. When he's like, is Elaine my mate? Nah. I honestly believe what it is for Az is the entitlement and it's lust. That's what it is. Yeah.
1: I do want to point out that the chapter does continue. And uh, Azriel's like, I can't sleep here tonight. I have to go back to the house of Gwen. When he gets there, Gwen is up there in the middle of the night training. training. And I was like, see, that's your fucking name. right He head. mentions like, training. As, they're, as she's training and she stops and she looks at them and they have a conversation. He mentions that his shadows sing and come alive in her presence.
0: This is your mate. Also, the shadows don't warn him that Gwen are there. The shadows always warn him that somebody is around. They legit, they legit, the way it's described in this little extra content, legit, they just sat on his shoulders and was like, all right, well.
1: The shadows know. The shadows know this is your mate. And you know what? I want to know too. I wonder if the shadows have actually whispered to him, Gwen is your mate. And he's still trying to like deny it. Like he wants to be with Elaine or some shit. Maybe I wonder. I Maybe. wonder. Maybe actually, no, he wouldn't have. I don't think. Okay, I think that Gwen still has some stuff that she needs to handle. Yeah, and Azrael definitely needs to like step away from Elaine and more. Yeah, for that mating become or for that mating bond to become more apparent. That makes I more sense. I agree.
0: I agree. Yeah, when he leaves her in-, in the ring to continue to practice, he hears her singing and he immediately smiles to himself and like. It's like some type of special thing that you would see between a mate.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I'm like, th- he's blind. He's fucking blind. Facts. Um, He also, the next day, because Elaine put her present back on the, uh, on his pile of gifts, he takes the the necklace and he's like, you know what? I'm going to give it to Gwen. So he goes down there. He has a conversation with Chloe and he's like, can you please give this to Gwen? Chloe's like, yeah. My thing though,
0: Asriel. Why are you re-gifting shit? Azriel.
1: Asriel. Clearly, you don't know how much trouble you're going to fucking be in when Elaine finds out that you re-gifted this necklace that was for her to Gwen. And when Gwen finds out that she was sloppy seconds, you do not know the fight that will break out.
0: This is how I want that whole scene to go. I want for Gwen to show up to the lake house, whatever, house of wind, whatever it is, right? I want her to show up with Nesta and Emery. I want them to walk in as (laughs) about (laughs) Okay. I want them to walk in as Valkyries and I want her to have the necklace on. Shut up! Okay? And I want Elaine to be standing next to Feyre and Reese or whoever it is, right? The whole inner circle. And I want her to stand there and I want her face to fucking drop. I want her jaw to drop when she sees the necklace. Okay? And then I want later on that night for all hell to break loose. That's what I want. (laughs) That's what I want.
1: When you said that you wanted Nesta and (laughs) and fucking Emery to be flanking Gwen. I was like, you want
0: them to jump her? I do. I do. I would be so in for, oh for them to jump god. Elaine. Oh my god.
1: Oh my God. You're too fucking much. Um, but yeah, so with that being said, I am super excited for the next couple of books. Yeah. I just hope it's not all focused on the love triangle drama, but I do want to watch Elaine suffer. <laughs> I don't. I think
0: I honestly think for Elaine's character development. I think she does need to suffer, suffer in love.
1: I just want to watch her heart crumble.
0: That's legit. No, seriously. I think something, some type of storyline like that is yeah. is what I'm looking for. I hate to say this, but like, it's not like I'm, you do want her to suffer so badly. But like, I just think character development wise, she needs to go through some type of She does. She heartache. needs to get a little dirt. Yeah. Dirt on her yeah, face. exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I completely agree, but you guys—that's that's literally all of the Akatar content. Oh my God, we finally did it! We did it!
0: We did it! All right, see, most. we did it! We did it!
1: Oh Lord! So don't be mad, you guys. We are not immediately running back into Sarah J. Moss world just yet. So if y'all we wanted are- us
0: to chill with. What is it, Eileen and Rowan? We're not there yet. We're not doing it.
1: We're not there yet. We're not doing it yet. Please, please, we did, We just need a small reprieve, a small reprieve. Or Bryce,
0: Bryce and Hunt. We're not there yet. We're not there yet.
1: <laughs> or Ruineden. Yo, I've seen the-
0: so many TikToks. <laughs> it makes me sit and be like, who is this man? I know. Who is this I'm man? like, man,
1: bruh. We will get to it. I promise you guys, we will get to it. But we just need a small break Facts. from Sarah. And the drama, bro.
0: And the words and the pronunciation. And the words, the fucking words.
1: Yes. <laughs> so we just need a small break. So the next book that we are going to be reading is a Siege and Storm, Going Back to Our Roots. We are going to do the first eight chapters of that book.
0: So excited. Choked,
1: choked, I know. So excited. And it's actually, it's YA. So we're, we're going back to our roots. Right, we're going back
0: to the roots. <laughs> yeah. So... Especially because uh, Agatara started off as YA and then...
1: <laughs> it she, didn't even start she, off as YA. It kind like. of.
0: It was like, it was very much, um, what is it, like new YA or something new, like that? Yeah, I
1: think it was new adult. It was very much new adult.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then
1: it turned into straight,
0: small. As, as, <laughs> like, as somebody says, she minute. went, She when she said she was going adult, she went adult. Bruh, I feel like, last thing before we
1: wrap up, I swear, I feel like... It started out like, you know, one of those heavy metal songs where it starts out with like a, a nice little melody yeah. and then it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah! <laughs>
0: it was like, oh, shit, was Like, Sarah. wait, we wasn't prepared. <laughs> right. Yeah, we yeah, were yeah.
1: not prepared, nah. but loved every moment of it. I
0: agree. I agree. Yes. Yes. Um,
1: with that being said, you guys, please make sure that you do not forget to rate and review the podcast if you absolutely love what we do and want us to continue Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at YA at Heart Podcast. And be sure to check out our website with our YA merch. Get you some some T-shirts. Get you some hoodies. Get get you some some tote bags. Some stickers. Some mugs. Deadass, I already ordered two things. Look, I'm waiting for my
0: paycheck. I'm waiting to get paid next Friday. But, like, I got you because I plan to get a mug. I plan to be rocking all types of shit. Yeah,
1: I need to get my mug. I got a hoodie and a phone case. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. And it's not me just being biased, yo. Know, no, this, this, really nice. this shit so is cute. This shit is cute.
0: Yeah. Um, so with that, I want to say, I hope you guys enjoy this, this episode. Hope you guys enjoyed the Akatar series as we've like gone yes. through it and stuff. Um, we will be back to Sarah J. Moss's world. Just not at the moment. And, um, we love you guys and always stay YA at heart.
1: Bye. Bye.